everyone, welcome to Season 6, Episode 1 of Scott Survive Survivor. My name is Brandon Weber, and today we'll be talking about Episode 1 of Survivor the Amazon, Ooh. Boys versus Girls. And uh, we've got two boys here to talk about this episode. <laughs> it's me and Scott, you're back for a sixth season. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, doing really well. I can't wait to talk about another season of Survivor with you. Um, and this episode's... Spicy in all the right ways, I would I would think. Uh, it, there's there's a lot of th- stuff to discuss about, a lot of issues to discuss about, but um, nothing hopefully too like offensive. Nothing that will be hard to talk about. I feel like I feel like it's a much more lighthearted uh, start than uh, like the t- the the tough parts of season five. Right. So like th- there's definitely stuff that people say that's kind of like cringy, especially twenty yeah. years later. But I think the title being Boys versus Girls is kind of revealing as far as like this is not a men versus women episode of Survivor. Oh, this is man. very much a boys versus girls episode of yeah, Survivor. That's that's what Butch told us at the end of this episode too. <laughs> when he was uh voting. Yeah. Ryan is the he's a, he's a good boy. Most the boyiest boy of them all, <laughs> and they kicked him off for it. <laughs> Yeah, bit of a spoiler in the title. Brandon would not let me see the title of this episode going into it right. for fear that it would spoil the the new premise of this season. Right, and but then also I was disappointed because uh, we we see them we see Jeff talking about the season on on this boat in the yeah. Rio, Rio Negro, and then they do the opening credits, and mm-hmm. in the credits they say like Jabaru, and then they have all the eight teams, women, oh. and then they have. Uh, they have Tambaki and I did not notice men. the tribe names, but I was kind of writing down the names and I'm like, hmm, interesting. All the women and all the men. Yeah, okay. we, we watched this episode together with both of our wives yeah. and uh, Ruby was repeating the names to Scott so he could look down yeah. and, write, and write the names on. And I was like, uh-oh, like, is he going <laughs> to pick up on that Like, all eight women were, were brought up first? And... Uh, Sort of, I think, is the answer. Yeah, I, you know, you can't be sure until they actually do it. Right. It, it, it did almost feel like a, a surprise, but a non-surprise. It was such a nonchalant kind of surprise in this episode, which just, I don't know. I think Survivor tends to do that in general. Like, if there's a twist, they just tell them, "Hey, this is happening. Right. Let's move on." Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you're, you need to leave for camp now. Right. Like you, you barely have time to process. Yeah, the, we get like the two confessionals of people going, "Wow, I can't believe they did girls and boys this year." And then <laughs> yeah. we move on. Yeah, I, there's some good stuff to talk about on the <laughs> on those boats when yeah. and when they're talking about the the theme of this. So, uh, Jeff tells us, you know, we're in the Amazon, we're in Brazil. Uh, and so cool. we we see a bunch of animal B roll. I think there's gonna be some cool. There's gonna be the, the best B roll that yeah. we've seen. I feel like I don't know. Africa is gonna be tough. To the devils. The, the devils. The no, because devils? of the animals. They had some oh. amazing animals in yeah. Africa. Yeah, those elephants are all right too. that were stepping on Clarence's poop. You know, how could you forget? That was great B roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will never forget that. <laughs> uh, so the, there are there are dry seasons and and wet seasons in the Amazon, and like they you can have like sixty feet of water, but then it comes down, and then it reveals the animals, and then it can go back up during rainy season. And there's right. gonna be a lot of storms during this season, apparently. Yeah, I hope so because I think in terms of. Uh... Survive, first Survivor episodes, this isn't even the most rain we've seen. And they're in a rainforest. Right. But I think they've been in rainforests before, haven't they? 
maybe maybe in maybe in maybe the outback they were oh, kind really? of in I don't know I feel like it was terrible weather in season two Marquesas but I don't know if they were in a rainforest a lot though yeah 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 Marquesas definitely tough tough conditions but when I um, hear that it's called the Amazon rainforest I'm picturing like 24 7 so it's right, already 24 7 rain I thought it would be <laughs> sure well we see in the preview for the next week we're gonna have a storm so yeah. uh we can look forward to that yes uh we we get told by Jeff it's 39 days 16 people one survivor the classic um, it's also our first 90-minute premiere, which was a surprise to us until we were watching and had to cut our watch party yeah, short. Yeah, we didn't even get to finish it together. <laughs> <laughs> that extra 30 minutes, it really is tough to plan around if you don't know that it's coming. Yep, we both have finished the episode, though. Yep, yep, we, <laughs> we know it happens, uh, as we talked about, Ryan is the person who went home. Yeah. Uh, so let's introduce these tribes. We have the Yellow Tribe. We, we don't know what the name is yet. And uh, Jeff's going to call Jean Iber, uh from Massachusetts, Ooh. and she's 40. What is, do you have their occupations written down too? Yeah, marketing director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't, this is an interesting start to the season because neither the players nor the show itself introduces us to like the people's jobs and their ages. Yeah. Usually we get something like that. Last season it was in the form of the players introducing themselves before the draft. Right. This season we don't even get that because it doesn't matter. They're just going to be men versus women. Yeah. And maybe maybe they're figuring like in terms of strategy they're probably already talking about all that stuff anyway. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know why they made that decision. Yeah. And then next we have Heidi Strobel who's from Missouri. She's a gym teacher. She's 24. Um, Joanna Ward from South Carolina, hallelujah, uh, guidance counselor, <laughs> ah. she's 31, and then Jenna Maraska from Pennsylvania, she is a swimsuit model, and she's 21, so pretty young, and then that's four women, so the next one surely has to be a guy, just kidding, it's oh, Christy Smith, it's another woman, from Colorado, a children's adventure guide, and Heidi's going to tell us in, in between this that, you know, Jeff called the fifth girl, I knew instantly it was, boy, huh. it, meant, it was an all-women tribe, and it's like, oh, <laughs> the the music cue in everybody else's faces, I'm pretty sure everybody got it yeah. at that point. Uh, I think imbalancing the tribes like three to five would be way more weird than just doing uh, oh, really? all men versus uh, all women. I wouldn't even notice, honestly, for a while if it <laughs> yeah. was imbalanced. If, if, if it was only just imbalanced, like right, that. like slightly imbalanced. Right. Yeah. And then they call Dina Bennett uh, from California. She's a deputy district attorney. I and I I mention, I'll mention here Christy, um, our first deaf contestant, mm. and she'll she'll tell us that later. But uh, thought it was worth noting off the top. Yeah. Um, then we have Janet Koth from Missouri, and she's a homemaker. Um. I'm guessing that just means that she is like a stay-at-home mom type deal. I don't know. Is a homemaker a specific job? Yeah, I I don't. Th that's um, what I think it is. Yeah. It could also be someone who specializes in the construction of homes. Hmm. Okay. It could be <laughs> either one. <laughs> yeah, and then she's 46, and then Shauna Mitchell, she's from California. She's a retail saleswoman, and she's 23. Uh, Dina tells us she's super excited that it's all women because they can pee in front of each other and we saw this on last season Everybody yeah. wants to pee in front of something people just want to pee That's all they're <laughs> thinking about when they get here But I think they're gonna say later in this episode that like none of them went to the bath like none of them uh, They're so dehydrated that they couldn't even pee yesterday. Oh, 
I thought she was talking about bowel movements, which I would like, I totally thought she understood. was talking about urinating. She probably but, was, yeah. Yeah, because they're so dehydrated. Yeah. So they can't even they can't even pee in front of each other yeah. if they don't have to do that. <laughs> um, anybody stand out during this part for you on the women's tribe? As far uh, as like chances to be good at the game or just a unique looking person. Oh man, I mean I am still gonna need so much help with <laughs> names. There's who was the woman that was excited that Dina. Um, yeah. I think she seems like a very strong contender. Isn't she the one who's also complaining about how slowly things are getting done? Yes. So she's she's thinking strategy, mm-hmm. early game stuff and, and I think that that uh bodes very well for her. Hopefully your winner prediction, getting that extra 30 minutes of intro to these people, maybe it'll help you. I don't know. It remains to be seen. I mean, I'm looking at these names right now, and I can maybe put, I don't know, maybe like seven of them to the people. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. You have a lot of time. Yeah, You have a lot of time. Well, you have a lot of time to learn them through the season. You don't have that much time to pick your winner. Oh, no. We'll get there at the end of our episode today. Oh, no. Um, and then let's get to the blue team and he says he just says like men when I call your name go down the ladder and get in your boat he calls Roger Sexton from California he's a construction company vice president and he's 56 uh, which is older than I thought based on how looking at him I mean he's clearly like on the older side but 56 he's in is really like, good shape 56 is up there yeah um, dad if you're listening 56 is very young yeah, well, I mean, it's not—it's not—it's just over half of 100, so right. that's so young. So young. Uh, and he's going to tell us it's pathetic that there's an all-women tribe, and this place is like a forbidden place, and it's just like there's no chance for them. And uh, he oh. won't be the only one to say oh, man. something like this through man, this episode. The people editing this episode were so happy that the <laughs> women won. They're like, dang, they gave us so many good things that we can just like, oh, he said this. Oh, you're not going to believe what Alex said. Like, they make them all look like idiots. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here for it. I think it's hilarious. They're very much acting like boys. Yeah. And it's very fun watching Brilliant. from a 2023 <laughs> perspective. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah. And, and you know, they're like... I mean, they didn't have to do this, but you know, those questions. A lot of those questions they were asking for the confessionals were like, "So, what do you think of the an all girl tribe?" You know? Yeah, it's it's clear. <laughs> I, I think very much hope so that they're they just asking them leading questions and they're like, yeah. "You better give us good like boys versus girls content, right. or else like we're gonna be pissed <laughs> that we cast on this this version of the show." Oh, yeah, yeah. This season, maybe more than others. I feel like they they really went hard on deciding on a selective group of uh, cast members. Here. Yeah, they might have had some specific interview questions that mm. led them to pick these, or just like say the most ridiculous thing you can to this question, <laughs> and uh, then we'll put you on the show. It's just the teams, and we'll get into this. I'm sure as the episode goes along and as the season goes along, this these teams seem very homogenous to me and it's mm. not just because it's the same um sexes on either side mm-hmm. i i really think they they dug into the same demographic and like kind of viewpoints of these people and of course there's a couple outliers here yeah. and there but like more so than i usually see on survivor it seems like these teams are very one-minded it certainly doesn't seem like that racially diverse of a cast right. and i think the ages are also skewing a little younger yes. on a lot of them especially the guys we'll, we'll talk about all these uh 
these young guys. Um, but yeah, next we get Alex Bell from California. Uh, lots of California people also, I noticed, while going through some See? of this. They, they went west coast for these guys. <laughs> Alex is a triathlon coach, and he's 32. Uh, That's a lot of sports to coach in one. Yeah. Good job, man. Three of them. <laughs> uh, Rob Sesternino from New York. He is a computer projects coordinator. He's 24. But another Rob. We had a Rob and a Robert in season four. We had a Rob, Rob in season five. Season now we got another Rob. 1B. Yeah. 1B this time. I've had enough of the Robs. I'll just say it right <laughs> Too many now. Robs? Yeah. I'll take a bob, honestly, at <laughs> yeah. this point. All right. Uh, well, you can't have a bob, but you can have a butch. <laughs> I'll uh, take a butch. You have a butch Lockley from Olney, which is my hometown, but it, his is Illinois, not Olney, Maryland. Uh, but I was like, Olney, what? Uh, what, what? What is the town's name? Olney. Olney. O-L-N-E-Y. O-L-N-E-Y. Yeah. Well, shout out to both Olneys. <laughs> yeah. And he's a principal, and he's 50. Hmm. And we'll hear about his... Uh, his principal, his his principality. I don't know. <laughs> we'll hear about his being a principal <laughs> in this episode of this banner that he brought. Uh, then we have Dan Liu from Texas. Daniel Liu. Yeah. He is a tax accountant and he's 26. Then we have Dave Johnson from California. He's a rocket scientist and he's 23. Uh, wow. I wouldn't want rocket scientists listed on my thing, uh, and then <laughs> saying some of the, just, just doing some of the stuff jokes, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we have Ryan Aiken, our first boot. He is from, he is from Maryland, from Ellicott City, and he's a model, and yeah. he's 23. And, uh, maybe the most shocked first, uh, vote off that, that I've seen on Survivor <laughs> thus far. Yeah, and then finally we have Matthew Von Ertfelde from Washington, D.C., and he's a restaurant designer, and he's 33. I That might be the most vague out of all of these. He designs restaurants. Like yeah. Architecturally. The interior, the yeah. food, the, the menu. Food, the, see, he does all that stuff. The stoves, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could do anything. I think they just, like, buy those kitchen appliances, Brandon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm not a restaurant designer, no, so I wouldn't know. Right. We'll reach out to Matthew. We'll figure yeah, it out. Exactly. Anybody stand out on the guys? Yeah. I mean, not really. Not from, for their, like, uh, he-man, woman-haters quotes, but yeah. just for nope. their potential in this game. Oh, no. I mean, Nothing off the top. Really, no. I think <laughs> they could all do well, but they're all so similar. I think... <laughs> I mean, was it Dave that was uh, playing, who's being a two-timer in this uh, episode? Who was that? Uh, the one, wait, which one? The one who, who told both sides that he's yeah. doing with them? That's yeah. Rob. That's Rob? Yeah. I, he is going to make some great TV. Yeah. But I don't know strategically how, how sound he is. How it's going to work. Uh, but Butch is an early, like, okay, I like this guy. <laughs> he likes Butch, first. too. Yeah. Rob does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first, does. when they get on the boat, we hear Daniel say, like, we're never going to tribal council. And this uh, will just, uh, it's wonderful they leave this in the episode. It will immediately uh, come to pass to be false. In why the, would you ever it. say that? You're just, I mean, Rob's got his eight ball, right? And he, he's going to tell them, you can't, you can't ask <laughs> you can't them if ask we're going to lose. And you just sh also shouldn't say that we are never losing because we're guys and they're uh, girls. It's like so terrible. Have they seen the last season at this point? I think they had seen. I, uh, I'll have to check on that. I'm pretty sure they had seen the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's it's just even if you believe the other team to be completely like physically 
incapable and they could never stand up to you just look at the last season that's what their team was saying they're saying the exact same stuff like oh we're never gonna lose the dream team the dream team <laughs> yeah and then the dream team became the dream team of five and then four and then three and then two and then one and then zero and then zero yeah <laughs> and they're just a team of jurors exactly and that doesn't get you anything <laughs> no it does not uh, before they leave, Jeff's going to tell them about the the origin of the term, like, Amazon women. And I think this is a good good move to pump up the women, try yeah. to humble the guys right away. Like, we are here in a place that's literally named after a group of women only yeah. that were able to, like, survive on their own and, like, fend for themselves. But this goes in one ear and out the other for all the guys, seemingly. Yeah, I don't think they... We're listening at all. No, they're just like, oh my gosh, we're going to win every single one. <laughs> yeah. And so the women are the Jaburu tribe, and Jaburu mean, is a bird, or it means bird. I'm not oh. sure which. And then the men is the Tambaki tribe, which means fish, or is a type of fish. I, again, am not sure. Mm, this and, is opening the door for some good bird eating the fish. They uh, did that in this episode, for sure. Did they? I think the women ate the men I oh guess, yeah, in yeah. A sense in this episode I'm just, we haven't had a speech that specifically was like let the bird eat the fish <laughs> no that <laughs> maybe we can look forward to that at the final tribal <laughs> council if we have a man and a woman sitting there yeah uh there is in the intro uh song there is a bird getting a fish out of the water oh, so foreshadowing it's pretty cool yeah uh, so watch it the next the next episode uh, Jeff's going to tell them to uh, go to their camps, and here's how Jeff tells them to leave. Shove off! Tells them to shove off. That's mean. That's very mean. What the heck? I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's mad for some reason. He's but... mad after the last season and how he was disrespected <laughs> so much. He's like, I'm never going to be friends with these guys again. Shove off! Yeah. Get out of my face. It's uh, pretty easy for the men to leave, but Shauna has a lot of trouble with the, the rope. She's just kind of like too amped up and she can't really untie the rope right away and she's like oh like it was so embarrassing and she starts to say like the women like the men are paddling away and the women couldn't untie the boat but she stops herself and says no i couldn't untie the boat like yeah. it was only one of us i think i i think that's good don't generalize your gender yeah. when you're the one who messed up i mean i wish uh the men's tribe could could hear that at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, let's start on Tombaki. We hear from Ryan that his strategy, being on a tribe with eight guys, is completely out the window. Like, he knew his game plan would work, but now he's only on a tribe with men. It's a sausage fest, and he knows that his game plan can't work. Oh and and this this is turns out to be pretty prophetic, because <laughs> yeah. he literally is the first person to get yeah. voted out. Yeah. Is his game plan to be like a little man-child? I don't know. <laughs> what was his plan? How good could it have been? He's a model, Scott. Yeah. He could have well, just gotten the women to keep him around. Well, there was only going to be a tribe of, what, like four women on your tribe? To yeah, begin but with? we'll hear from Jenna that she's also upset that it's men versus women because she can't use her womanly powers yeah. on women. So she would have just pulled Ryan right into her web if they were on a tribe. How effective has that strategy been as we've we've uh, seen these uh, five Survivor seasons? I'm, ju I'm just telling you what Jenna said. I, I don't know. We oh. can ask Jenna. You don't, you don't agree with Jenna? 
necessarily. I don't, I don't necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't thought about every person who's tried that strategy. I it's, guess like Sarah did that strategy in Marquesas. I just think it's interesting that multiple people are bringing that to the table yeah. as their like main strategy. Like, dang it! Well, there goes that. Yeah, that's a good point. Gotta be Jenna, good. Jenna's like, I need men on my tribe. Yeah. Brian's like, I need women on my tribe. It's very interesting. It shouldn't matter. I don't that think much. it's gonna help you that much. Yeah, honestly, probably not. Um, then on Jabaru, they hear from Janet, who's an emergency, or she's a nurse trained in emergency medicine. We just said she's a homemaker, so I guess she was a nurse previously. Oh. Um, I don't know why the, the, the bio for her says a uh, homemaker, but she's, she's also had nursing experience. Um, and yeah, here's where Jenna says it's her worst nightmare. All women. I can't manipulate them. <laughs> uh, the men get to camp. Dave tells us they beeline to shore. And he gives a speech, and here's Dave's first speech of the episode. Look, while we're all here, man, I think, uh, I think Rod said something that was uh, really important early on we should make sure we capitalize on. That's it, that, you know, we're all, we're all freaking men of pride, men of honor and whatnot. <laughs> and right now, baby, you know, we're, we're the favorites right now. Just straight up, you we're know, physically, favorite, we're so much more adapt. And Ryan also has some stuff to say about the girls being eye candy. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be rough if they lose the girls. And, and he turns out to be the ultimate loser to the girls. Yeah, he does. I'm, I am glad you replayed that speech because when I was watching it, I could not figure out what, why he said that. Why what, Dave was saying that. Yeah, what was things? the point of that? He was just like, man, yeah, we're the favorites. We're, we're... We, everybody knows it. Like, Men of honor. Yeah. What, what do you, why do you need to make a speech right now? And it's, it's similar. I think uh, we didn't talk about what uh, Dan said in his confessional early about like physical, mentally, we're all strong. Like we're yeah. so much better than the, the girls. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that thing. Like we're the favorites. Like we can't lose anything. And yeah, it's, uh, it's very funny, especially I, knowing that they lost the I'd first challenge. I'd be so annoyed if we, <laughs> we just got here and this guy's like, all right, he has to have a speech, okay, like, he's gonna, like, it's gonna be about humbling ourselves or something, and he's just like, yeah, we're freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go set up a tent now or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. Uh, they, they do have a good amount of supplies at camp this time. Jeff called it a meter, meager supplies. But they have it's a machete meager. each. That we've never seen eight machetes on a single tribe. Butch, Butch is a bit concerned about the machetes, though. He says, be careful with those machetes. They can kill you. Butch knows he's dealing with a bunch of middle schoolers. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, what he sees is a bunch of, like, sixth graders running around with scissors. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, no. He is, yeah, he, he, he just can't get away. Like, he's a, he's a principal <laughs> of all these kids, and he's like, oh, oh no. no, they put me they put me with these no. kids in large bodies. Like, what's oh, happening? No. Yeah, they have, like, five gallons of water, fresh water, fish hooks, uh, kerosene. They have uh, flint. Which they had last they season. They had flint they last just season, didn't tell but us. they told us this season. Yeah. It's very Thank good. You. Yes. And they have a mystery box. And they have, it says the key will appear when you least expect it. Whoa. What's in there? There is um, a mirror. Ah, yes. It's <laughs> like in Kung Fu Panda. A key appears in the final five, and they can look at themselves in the mirror. <clears throat> no, it's more like you were the, the mystery 
Uh, all all along. You discovered yourself. You discovered yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also have uh, something called manioc flour, which Alex is going to tell us a lot about, that it has like good nutritional value, and they have like a lot of it. So It must. It has the word man in it. Man. Manioc flour. Manioc. <laughs> yeah, not womanioc. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they have that. Then the women also get to camp, and here's Christy's big reveal, that she is deaf. She can hear partially out of one ear with her hearing aid, but the other ear, she can't hear anything. She can read lips very well, but at night, it's, you know, tougher for her. And uh, mm. she's like, you know, I needed to tell you all now. Yeah. And that's a good decision, because if you let that sit, and people like wondering are wondering why they're like talking to mm. you, and you can't hear them... That's probably not going to be very good. So I think she chose the perfect time yeah. to tell them. See, that is an example of like a good speech that has like a purpose. <laughs> yes. It didn't really help that much because her drive is horrible to her and they just ignore her. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't want to generalize that. Right. But yeah, we, we see that a lot in this episode. Yeah, she needed to get it off her chest. Like, you know, she, she, she can't hold that in. She's got to let them know. So... Um, this is, this is, you know, this is a first for Survivor and, it and, and it's, it's really cool. And I think, you know, even in episode one, day one, maybe, maybe day two, like, or I think night one, it becomes like a thing that, that Christy is definitely different than the rest mm. of her tribe and she feels that. And so that's really heavy. And so, um, yeah, we'll talk about that and that'll be, that'll be something interesting to follow as yeah. we go on this season. And uh jenna's the first person to say to us like i'm not sure if christy can integrate very well with the group given that she like can't hear and uh and yeah it's unfortunate she so. definitely doesn't integrate very well in this episode but i don't think it's her fault i think it's everyone no. everyone else's for not you know just trying a little bit to uh you know make just just go that extra inch so yeah. she can understand what's going on and be part of the conversation yeah over at Tombaki, we're going to talk about shelter building, and Butch is like, I think we should all like go search and find a place to maybe put this thing, because like, nobody wants to be the leader, so like, why don't you all go and come back? And then he realizes his, uh, his mistake, that he doesn't want to be the leader, but yeah. he's the one telling everybody how to do the shelter stuff. Yeah, he's, he's like walking back on his... His uh, announcement, he's like, oh, shoot, no. He literally physically walks, like, back towards, like, kind of the outskirts <laughs> of, like, the people standing in sort of, like, a circle. He, yeah. like, he's in the middle talking to people, and then he kind of just, like, retreats Ooh. to the outside. <laughs> it's yeah. like he was, like, in the, the dance circle, and then he got pushed to the center, and then he's like, nobody wants to be in the middle, and then he just retreats Wait, to the by outside. By saying that, I am in the middle. <laughs> right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. And they're all... Yeah, Rob likes him. <laughs> Rob likes Butch. He says he's sharp, even though you'd think he's like a redneck. And I, we we said during the episode, like I don't know what about like Illinois is necessarily like redneck, but I don't know. Maybe middle school principal screams redneck to Rob for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the man probably works in like a middle school, like in a neighborhood of Chicago or yeah, something. Maybe that's where most people live in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, what that is the opposite of redneck. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. And then they, they're just destroying the jungle, cutting down all these trees to make their shelter. And uh, it seems like there's a lot of stuff on the ground. 
Ryan is gonna grab like the tiniest twig with like some leaves on it, and he's like, "I'm helping." And he, there's this great exchange uh, between Ryan and Dave, and each of them is very funny. Yeah. It's all good in the neighborhood. It's all gravy, baby. I have no idea who's saying what here. <laughs> so Ryan said, it's all good in the neighborhood. And then Dave just responds by saying, it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> I think uh, Ryan says that line again in this epi episode. Ep he says episode. that in Travel Council. Yeah. Jeff's like, how's it going? And he's like, it's all good in the neighborhood. It's interesting to see that uh, over time, that was eventually shortened to all good in the hood, mm. which does sound a lot better <laughs> yeah and it was not good in the hood that day not for ryan yeah it was i'm glad you noticed that too because it was very funny to hear him say it's all good in the hood while picking up just like this tiny little <laughs> stick <laughs> and yeah. uh, this little scene of of all the men like chopping the trees and like being so proud of it too it's very silly to me yeah like we don't need everyone to just be like all right it's time to like use our machetes <laughs> to chop down these Amazon trees. I don't know how they're able to do this as well. I don't know if you looked into that. I didn't, but they, they Jeff told us how much oxygen is in the Amazon. Yeah. So maybe they have like an extra supply, and so it's okay to like chop down some of this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're given eight machetes, like what are you gonna do? Like use those things. I mean, maybe you could just use it for fire, but I feel like use it. I I feel like this. I've seen this in Survivor before. I've always understood machetes to be for chopping like brush like mm. to get through a jungle <laughs> and like not to be, like you're supposed to use like an axe on a tree you are yeah so they i think i feel like they have a small axe because i feel like they were using something like that to yeah. open their box oh yeah well they but, yeah they had an axe on the box that they all put their hands on we're opening it yeah for some reason i don't know maybe it's like stuck to the top I, or no they were using i don't know I don't know. You, I guess only one person can use that axe. Yeah. Everybody else is stuck with the machetes. I mean, they seem like they work. The women are also using their machetes yeah, to chop yeah, down the I, trees. I, I, like, I guess if that's the tool you have and you really need to chop some trees, then... I mean, you're not chopping like a, you know, a huge like redwood right. down with a, with a machete, but... It's still way more chopping. And it's like, way more it's chopping. It's going to dull the blade really quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we see a lot of blade sharpening in this episode also because they're already getting dull probably yeah. from all this all this chopping um it doesn't seem like they have coconuts though so they won't be using them for that right only for fire starting right um over on jabiru they're really struggling uh with the fire oh the men got fire in that last scene also very right. very simple the women are doing the fire the wrong way because they've got the flint and the machete but they're holding the machete in place and then using the flint as like the moving object. Right. When in, I think the way to do it is you keep your flint steady and then you like move the machete against it to create the spark. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a professional fire builder by any means, but it definitely seemed like something was not right with yeah. their, their methodology here. Yeah. I think the machete is like straight up and down and then they're just like kind of using the flint. They, yeah. they do eventually get fire. Uh, but Sean is telling us that it was a fiasco. Yeah. Um, so in Survivor, does it really only matter for getting a fire on the first few days and then after that you can just get fire from tribal council is that kind of how it works like so they're gonna have to do this you again, at least have to maintain the fire yeah i guess if your fire goes out then you got to make it again but in in theory you should be able to at least have like 
some embers that are left over yeah. at all times. I guess um, they can, if not, they can just get better at making yeah. a fire, because that was, apparently it took them like five hours or something. Right. Dina is going to show her bossy side, and she's like, some of us need to do like more important stuff, and Heidi calls her bossy to the camera. <clears throat> uh, and then uh, Jean is like, yeah, things haven't started off the best, but like we'll figure it out, and then we'll kick the guy's butt. <laughs> yeah, she censors herself. Yeah. I think, you know, Survivor's more than capable of, of doing that for us. Also, they don't censor they don't, the no. word for butt right. that starts with an A. Maybe she just remembered that her, her family was watching. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> uh, back on Tombaki, let's talk about, let's believe in ourselves, Scott. Have yes. you, do you need Butch's banner in your life? I really could use it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how well that strategy works. <laughs> Seems like on a tribe of all men, I don't think they really needed the encouragement to believe in themselves. It seemed like they needed to believe in themselves a little bit less. Yeah, it should be like humble yourself. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Butch can uh, can cross that out and and put a a word that helps more. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help in this episode. Even like a you suck may have been more effective for them. Might have been better. <laughs> uh, Dave loves this. He says it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Uh, it's something to re really think about. Wow. <laughs> so deep, man. Believe in yourself. Wow. Yeah. Dave's never thought about this before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, then here's the, they say, you know, I don't think the women are going to be catching any fish because, like, we have expert fishermen on our tribe and we can't even catch fish. Uh, the women can't do it on estrogen alone. He calls it the camp of the vagina monologue, which is like a play, I think. Uh, I vagina no monologue. I've not seen it. Um, but that's that's a thing that, that they're saying. Uh, I noticed the music is pretty funny. It's, like, very, like... It's like it's like this this camp is like a circus camp and it's just the like boys these camp? silly boys. Yeah. yeah, they don't know what they're doing. And they're yeah. just bagging on the girls and they have, they haven't even done anything themselves. <laughs> I mean, they do more than the women do in terms they of like do. the basics like yeah. building a shelter. I, I won't I won't give them too much crap for mm -hmm. whether they're right or wrong about yeah. saying uh, having their doubts about the women, but I think the way they're saying it is very presumptuous and it yeah. could have completely gone the other way like imagine all these women are like they've they've been living in the wild right. for like months they would have crushed this. them they would have just been like all over the fish and all yeah. over the shelter it doesn't happen to be that way and it you shouldn't just assume that, that because they're women that they can't do it it also just comes as super immature to me that they're doing all this stuff and they're like, man, I bet we're doing so much better than the women though. Yeah. Can you imagine the women? They're pro they probably suck right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why don't you just do your best and who cares about what the other tribe's doing? Yeah. There's girl talk at night on Jabiru and they're talking about the guys and how they're all all upset that the, they were, the none <laughs> of these girls are on their tribe, especially like Heidi and Jenna. Uh, and then... Here's where Christy has this really just sad confessional about that she can't like really communicate with this team at night. Yeah. And it's like, God, of course I'm in a group of girls who like to talk and talk and talk and talk, you know? So it's like, so I'm missing out on a lot of the information. I'll try to be with them, but I could never be like them because I'm not. I'm always totally different, always happen. 
It's okay, it happens every time. It's just like I'm at a bacon disadvantage. Yeah, that is definitely really tough. Yeah. I mean, part of that is just a disadvantage with like, like she was saying, like it's dark out, you can't like read lips anymore. But no one is doing it. They're just like, oh, she's gone to sleep, I guess. They, t I think to their credit at that point, they, they are like, okay, I think it's bedtime. Yeah. So I, 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 if they followed through on that, yeah. I, we don't really know <laughs> if they did, but if they did, then I, I did actually notice that. And I okay. was like, okay, that's cool. Whoever said that, uh, we don't really see it's at night. We mm -hmm. don't, we don't see you said that, but I, I felt like that person was at least making some sort of effort to be like, okay, we can't like actively stay up talking while this person is like either trying to sleep yeah. or pretending to sleep and just like away from us like that's not that's not fair and maybe they just don't have like exposure to this and they they just aren't aware of the fact that she is just being excluded right so i don't know yeah i mean i personally i don't have a ton of experience with like deaf people yeah. so um and this is 20 years later and so um yeah i mean I, yeah, I, I would probably not really know exactly how to handle it either. But, right. Um, and we'll see, you know, like, sorry to interrupt you, but, like, we're going to see these women, like, grow closer to each other and, like, get to know each other better. So I'm hoping we do see more of, like, a, oh, okay, so I need to do this in order for you to be on our same level. I think winning a challenge together will also help. Yeah. Um, it helps. It seems to help Janet. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so they wake up on day two, they have their bugs all over them all night, and there's a tarantula on their food container, and so they need to kill this, Gene yeah. kills it, good job Gene, and uh, they throw, they don't eat it, at least as far as we can tell, and even you can. though we, we, we saw it in season five, mm -hmm. you can eat these, um, and but they, they, they just kill it and throw it in the fire. Um, now they need to get their shelter together because sleeping on the ground is not working for them. No. And they just leave Christy at the camp and yeah. they all go off and she's like, I don't know what happened. They're all gone. Right. No one even said like, oh, Christy, are you coming? Right. They didn't even look back. No. Not great. No. Um, Heidi will tell us she hasn't bonded with Christy because of the communication barrier and it's like... I mean, it's a two-way street. Yeah. Like, you can definitely make an effort to push through the barrier. Like, not all barriers are, you know, <laughs> like, concrete and can't be broken. Like, yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor Christy. Poor Christy. Yeah, but she knows that if she makes this an issue every day, that they're just going to vote her off because it'll just be easier that way. Uh, as unfortunate as that is, it's probably true. I think it's a good read that she kind of is the person... Like, it, it sucks because it's, like, she's the person that should be the one that, like, other people extend the branch to. But in this game, if you're the one person who's different in some way, like, then you have to be the one to, like, make the effort or they're just going to vote you off. Right. So. It sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Totally sucks. Uh, we have our own bossy person on Tombaki, and that's Roger. He doesn't like Ryan and Daniel already. They just do nothing. He tells uh, <laughs> Dave, like, your boys haven't done anything. Uh, and Rob isn't bothered by Roger too much. He says, I know that I just have to say, yes, Roger, sure, Roger. And uh, it doesn't bother him too much. But Ryan and Daniel are starting to not feel great about Roger. <laughs> um, 
Roger says they already dug their own grave, and that and for Ryan that turns out to be true. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of crazy that he's like speaking with that authority about him, and then it's like, it's true. It ends up being true in this episode. Yeah. So they build their trapezoid shelter, as Alex will describe it. Um, on Jabiru, we're still in this tough part of Jabiru in this episode where like they're not really getting anything done at a good pace. Gene says, I thought we'd have like some sort of leader, but we have no leadership. Yeah. And instead, they're the these these younger girls are like um, boiling their buffs and underwear to clean those instead of like doing things that the rest of the tribe feels might be more important. Yeah, that's that's tough because oh man, it like it really does seem like super apparent that like hey guys, you should probably start building a shelter like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really important in the rainforest, yeah. and you haven't even started that. And why are you boiling? your clothes when you just got here and some of this clean water like you have a limited supply it seems of clean water we we haven't really seen if they have like a well we just know that they got like five gallons of water up front um they they must have a well somewhere they can at least get water from the thing and boil it but yeah um, they don't really why it's always one aspect of survival of surviving is left mm -hmm. out of like the story of, right. of the uh, season. Yeah. This one, it's like, how does their water work? Yeah. Usually that's a huge deal. Yeah. And, yeah, this this doesn't go over well with, like, Dina and Christy and Janet. They're, like, well, they're boiling their underwear? Like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Uh, not good. Janet doesn't feel good. They're going fishing. I don't know why Janet has to be on the fishing team when she doesn't feel well. It seems like she should probably be on, like, the fire watch or something. She should just be, like, making sure the fire's still going. Right. Instead, she's going fishing in the hot sun. And that sucks, too, because then there's always going to be the confessionals, like, yeah, I don't know about Janet. I don't think she's in the right shape to be. (laughs) Well, well, don't put her on the fishing trip, then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you're sick. You don't go on the fishing trip. You stay home. So, yeah, she's not feeling good. Uh, She's surprised at how tough it is physically, and I'm like... How many times have we heard survivors go on the show and they come back and they're like, however hard you think it is, think it's harder because yeah. it's going to be harder. It's almost annoying to hear at this point. It's like, <laughs> it really well, is. Just, just don't say that. Yeah. You, can, you can even think that. Don't say it. Yeah, don't say you it. You should have known. <laughs> no. Let's get to the magic eight ball. It's a oh, very, boy. very cringy scene. It's so cringy. It's it's funny in some senses, but it's just embarrassing for these guys in another sense. Uh, Rob's luxury item is the eight ball. They're like, "Are we gonna win?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. You can't. You can't ask if we're gonna win, because The last thing you want to do is expose the inaccuracy of the Magic 8-Ball. Especially, Scott, because they're going to be asking questions about whether they're going to get with the girls in the other tribe. And it's saying yes to almost all of them. We can answer those questions now, I think. With uh, Well, you can. (laughs) Well, I can answer With a quick Google search. (laughs) Yeah. A Google search for each of these people. I'm guessing 
it did not work out like the Magic 8-Ball was saying for any of them. I think that's probably a safe <laughs> bet, especially once people see this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note about Rob. So, does he have purple hair? No. Okay. Because on <laughs> both your screen and my screen when we went home and watched it, his hair, I think it's just so black and like the oh. color grading is like messed up. It looks like he has purple hair. He doesn't have purple hair. But it makes him like seem like even more of a character somehow. Just like, oh, he Rob is like, he's he's got a, a zany personality. Isn't he wearing his buff on his head? At points. But At points, but not yeah, all yeah. the time? Yeah. Okay. During some of the confessionals, you see his hair, and it just straight up looks purple. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, it must be the lighting, because okay. I, I don't believe he had purple hair. <laughs> no. Um, that's good that's confirm, I'll, I'll look at it in episode two, though. I didn't... I didn't stick out to me at all huh. so i don't know um yeah so they're like are we gonna get with these girls and it's 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 i mean this is what kids ask the magic eight ball like am i gonna get with this girl at school and yeah. this plays into this boys versus girls episode <laughs> title does. very much like a magic eight ball is like a child's toy and they're asking it childish questions and it's like there are only boys there and they don't have to worry about the girls overhearing them until the episode is aired to millions of people you know so they're just asking them their heart's desire which is to get with these chicks on the other track man we have never seen this on survivor we've this... never had a tribe of one gender before. is that all it is <laughs> I, I really to me it seems like it seems like CBS went fishing. Do you wonder if, <laughs> if in Thailand we were teased that it might be men versus women? Mm. Can you imagine that it would have been this way with some of those guys in Thailand? Be honest. Honestly, I don't think it would be like this. Mm. I feel like you would see Rob say stuff like that, but like... Okay, Rob, Brian, Jake, Clay. <laughs> Jake wouldn't. Clay would. Clay did. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Clay did anyway. So I would say <laughs> but we've I don't seen know. some... I feel like Ken wouldn't... I don't know. I'm not saying everybody would. Yeah. I don't think Roger is asking the That's 8 ball true. if he's going to get with true. Janet, you know? I don't know. I just want to... I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to not believe that every group of guys would be like this. Because <laughs> I'm I, not saying every group of guys would be like this. A, a lot of... I like, think there are guys in every group who would be like this. Most of the guys that come on Survivor are either in a relationship like dating relationship or they're married a lot of them are these guys i mean i guess you can't tell me that because we're going to get to the family episode right. but i assume these are single guys right so it to me in that way maybe it's they went fishing that. i think <laughs> there are single guys on every cast though like going back to marquesas like rob would probably be saying stuff like this yeah um He's like the only hunter, maybe Sean, maybe. <laughs> I think we you could find your people on every season who would say Tom on season three uh, would probably be saying oh, stuff gosh. like this. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just uh, it just happens that this is the first time we've done men versus women. Maybe so. Uh, we saw season two. They did like the guys went to one camp and the girls went to the other to do their uh, mm -hmm. their. Um, ambassador right, stuff right. before the merge and they were talking about like oh I hope we're meeting the girls in the other tribe like yeah. I think this okay. is I think it's it's just it's just boys it's just how humans be doing sometimes. the dumb boy things that uh, hopefully won't be a thing in I don't know some amount of time <laughs> um, yeah so that's that with the eight ball in this episode uh, on Jabiru 
they're gonna try to catch fish. It's Joanna and Jean. It's another fishing team. Uh, the Heidi, Jenna, Janet team. There's a lot of J names on the women tribe. There's four. Yeah, that and <laughs> Jenna and Joanna and, and Jean. Oh, yeah. And Janet, it's J and N names. Yeah. Come on, give me a break, Survivor. <laughs> Guess how many of those people I can match to their faces? Two. One. One. I think, isn't Janet the sick, sickish yeah. one? There yeah. we go. Got her. <laughs> yeah. And they, they catch some... Uh, like a spiky fish and they're gonna use this as bait and here's the first instance of Joanna's catchphrase Hallelujah! Oh, glory! yeah yeah it's fun it's pretty that's powerful fun. that's powerful mm hmm look I don't know I feel like that would get old very quickly. <laughs> Jean likes it she, she says does. it like it pumped me up she's and like I love her spirit. her spirit you can just feel it yeah yeah it's great and they they use this bait to catch this very small fish yeah and it results in some gross eating I would say I think it just does not look appealing they cook it in like this edible massage oil which oh why <laughs> I, I feel like just cook it on the uh, pan, like don't yeah. just cook don't it with water. My goodness, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just looks really gross. They're like using a leaf and like pouring it into their mouth. It's just it doesn't look appealing at all. It's just like yeah, and they they someone one of them said how small it was too, and it's just like yeah. basically just like the smallest crumb yeah. of fish. <laughs> yeah, I've never been in this situation, but it it doesn't doesn't look appealing to me. I'd probably just pass. Um, but does this mean they caught more fish than the men? I think it does. Hey. One more fish. Well, they caught the bait and then one actual fish. So yeah, yeah they, they are doing better than the men. And, and while we all try to get the image and the thought of this fish out of our head, we'll take a quick break oh. before the immunity challenge. I'm going to look at some pictures of little kittens. Mm-hmm. Meow. Meow. <laughs> We come back to Tambaki on day three. They get their tree mail. I always like when they get tree mail on day two and have an extra day to figure out who they're gonna vote off, but here it's on day three. Yeah. They get the tree mail. Um, on Jabaru, they're doing like their team chant. Jabaru, Jabaru, Jabaru rocks. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very, very creative. Um, Dina tells us that the men will probably dominate overall, but the women will win a couple challenges. Mm. Uh, if that's right, then they've just got one of their challenges out of the way here that they won. Um, and then Jenna wants Heidi, if it's a physical challenge, to distract the men by uh, taking off her shirt. Uh, Gandia was going to do this in season five. I don't think she ended up doing it. Uh, maybe it'll happen here. Yeah. I don't know. Unoriginal strategy. Yeah. At the challenge... The men show up, they each have their machete. Yeah, they all, they, they look so silly just carrying these in. Are they look, trying so to look dumb. threatening? So dumb. <laughs> I don't know if production told them like, hey, it'd be cool if you all had your machetes, huh? You might be able to use those in the challenge. <laughs> Man, I have to cut some them. rope. There, what if there's no rule that you can't use them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they just look like idiots. They do. Uh, they are asked if like how things are going at camp and Dave will later say that the women are asked the question about the fish first Yeah, 
but it's edited in a different order. If oh. we're if Dave is to be believed, it's edited in a, Dave in a different just order. Forgot, though. Maybe. Yeah, Dave seems like the type <laughs> that might forget. But the men say like, Oh, we've got lots of fish. Oh, like, fish we don't yeah. need to try to fish. They just they're just jumping in our boat practically. Like they so many fish. Uh, the women say, We don't believe that. It's that's terrible. And then the women say they got fish, they ate it this morning, and the men say, We don't we don't believe that. Um <laughs> They do the whole immunity idol thing. They all touch it. I think Joanna doesn't touch it, like makes a point not to touch it. And Jeff's like, Joanna, do you want, did, like, did you get it? And she's like, yeah. Uh, so I think that's, that's something to watch. That maybe Joanna isn't that pumped about the idol. Mm. Um, this is going to be a pretty long challenge uh, with a lot of different parts. Mm -hmm. They're all chained together. Yeah. And then they're going to be half chained together. And they're going to be a quarter chained together. And they're going to not be chained together anymore after all these different stations. <laughs> uh, ultimately, it comes down to the men can't do a balance beam. Oh, at man. least not in groups of two. Yeah. This challenge, I don't know if you remembered who won while watching it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. For the me, men failing on the balance beam. It's iconic. iconic. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was incredibly uh, just frustrating and hard to watch and I just wanted the women to win so badly <laughs> and I was like ah they're so far behind there's got to be something that they do faster mm -hmm. um yeah luckily uh yeah the men on the balance beam so funny so yeah. funny the way they just they're doing it so horribly they're crawling and Jeff's not giving them an inch either <laughs> they they stepped off the balance beam too soon he's like no Sorry, buddy, you gotta go back. Go back. Yeah. It's, yeah. It seems so silly that they have to resort to that, but they're just like, ah, oh, no, whatever, no matter how silly the strategy is, we just have to get past we this. We just have to get across. Well, they're doing this thing where they're like, they're on their hands and knees on the balance beam, but then also sometimes they're like straddling it almost yeah. and their legs are like swinging, and obviously your legs are gonna hit the ground. This balance beam is like right above the yeah, ground. It's so close. And Dan, to Dan's. Uh, and Ryan's legs keep hitting the floor and they have to go back <laughs> to the beginning. I thought I saw someone else's foot hit the sand and uh, it wasn't called. I want to say that that happened and then maybe they still ended up falling on that uh, run, maybe. But I did notice that too. Maybe it's like the, how like the pressure, the force of the foot <laughs> hitting the ground didn't register or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a leaf that was standing up and so they hit oh, that oh yeah well we have to assume that jeff is watching this with an eagle eye yeah. he sees all yeah i mean <laughs> even with that miss yeah. if it were a miss they fine. still completely yeah. fail on this and it's all dan and and ryan's fault <laughs> they will edit this in a way i think that makes it look like the puzzle is closer before the women like blow them out but i think that, that there was one scene that i caught where the women are doing the puzzle mm -hmm. and some of the In men the are still looking back uh oh. and so i think that it i don't think this was close like i think i think they finished the puzzle and get to the puzzle way earlier than it made it look in the in the episode it seemed like the men were taking way longer on the puzzle anyway like they it seemed like that i I don't necessarily know how long it was mm. taking. I think the balance beam took them even longer than it was shown on TV. <laughs> Unfortunately for the men. I want to see the full unedited balance <laughs> beam in full like, HD. Are we talking like 
30 minutes <laughs> or like 10 minutes or like an hour like what are we talking here the women did not fall at all right they just walked across <laughs> they <it>. just walked <laughs> across i think uh, maybe like they had one fall but or something yeah. but yeah it's it's pretty good there's two puzzles on this challenge there's like the the cipher thing and then there's the actual uh, like jigsaw puzzle um and the women just blow through the balance beam and the puzzle Heidi just epically climbs this ladder, almost falls, uh, then does the flying fox, mm -hmm. which is her intro uh, in the like in the um, theme song. The flying it's fox when she's doing the zipline thing, they call it. Oh, they call it a flying fox, yeah. and that's her like intro thing. It's yeah. super legit. That was that's crazy. That, that she, they she don't didn't hook in or anything. yeah. There's no carabiner or anything. Yeah. It's just like she's in there. If you go ziplining like in real life, they make you sign something and yeah. then they like do like two carabiners yeah. and they're like hold on to this and if these fail, you got this. Yeah. And then you go and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. But it's just like yeah, just hold on and <laughs> and like Tarzan. Yeah. You are out of here. She. This is epic. Like I love the scene of Heidi just like holding onto this zip line yeah. with no like no suspend suspending mechanism or anything she, she doesn't even hands. know how she's gonna stop herself no she she doesn't even like she doesn't drop she yeah. just like it it's it like bungees back a little yeah, yeah. bit and then she's confused she doesn't know what she's supposed to do and jeff's like grab the key yeah and it's it's obvious that they're gonna win at this point. She grabs the key, runs, sprints back. Right. It's just epic. All the women are ah. sprinting across, and and this is this is very satisfying. Like I'm a guy. Probably when <laughs> I was watching as a kid, I was rooting for the guys. Yeah. But as an adult, watching these boys say these stupid things to the camera, you making themselves watch look like idiots, eat their words. It doesn't matter the gender. No, no, it's amazing. And it just like it's so epic. The women are so excited because it's not only is it like quote unquote an upset from the perspective of the guys, they were way behind yeah. and they came back to win. So uh, Jeff is gonna tell the guys, Tambaki, you had a big lead, you just blew it. And he mm. says, you know, you're gonna have the first person voted out. In the background, Joanna saying hallelujah again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so Jabiru wins, and the men are going to tribal council. Very satisfying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could have stomached any other uh, outcome for this challenge. It has to be that way. <laughs> Janet's feeling better, surprisingly, now that they've won a challenge, and they have the emotional high. She was never sick at all. She just needed a victory. Yeah. And there's this very funny bit where Jenna is like, yeah, the guys are just like echoing all of our calls on the puzzle. Like, <laughs> they're like, do the trees first. And the guys are like, do the trees first. And uh, they're just making fun of these uh, stupid guys. I believe that. <laughs> it, it gets to the point where you're just like desperate and you're like, uh, they're doing okay. Just copy them. I'll do the trees. Yeah. Yeah. So they're feeling good. They're like, we can do this. We weren't, we were pretty sure we could do it, and now we're sure that we can do it. Mm -hmm. We can hang with these guys. And then Tom Baki, we've got the pre-tribal council stuff. Oh. Uh, Butch says there was eight guys believing in themselves too much. Uh, and here's speech number two for our good friend Dave Johnson. All right, fellas, I want 30 seconds of your silence, please. I want to say this one because it's been pissing me off. We performed like a bunch of cocky ass. I think we were baited with the question of how many fish were you caught after the chicks were already asked that question. And I think we answered with a cocky, arrogant answer. Don't bring me down with your bull I got character and I got integrity. And I don't care if they're, they're girls, if they're guys, 
but don't lie to them about how good we're doing. Cause we're doing we're doing great. But don't lie to them. It's uh, this this speech had a, a meaning behind it mm -hmm. compared to his last one. Um, it's interesting that he he also just shifts all the blame. He's like, F, don't don't put this on me, which I would be mad about too. But also, would he be having the same speech if they had won? He'd probably just be celebrating with them, like, yeah, we beat up, we're the, we're the macho men. Bangarang. Bangarang. <laughs> yeah. It's all good in the neighborhood. You it's know. all gravy, baby. It's all gravy. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, it's so funny, like, don't bring me down. Yeah. Like, okay, Dave. Like, what a horrible leader speech. You should say, like, you know, guys, we gotta do better. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, you could say, like, Hey, I've kind of been feeding into this like macho thing, yeah. like, and that was a mistake. I'm realizing it. We all need to do better. They're gonna beat us if we don't. Dave, but instead, he's like, "You're doing a bunch of BS, and I won't <laughs> have it anymore." Dave has just watched Survivor before, and he's already dreading the edit. He's dreading <laughs> seeing it on TV. He knows. He knows exactly what's gonna be shown. Hey, at least he gets to be the guy that's like, <laughs> "Don't be, don't, don't be yeah, a holes." That's anymore. what he's trying to do right now. Yeah. It's like, okay, I gotta get some like redeeming stuff on here. I got integrity. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, and this is great for Rob. Rob says like if uh, Dave's gonna be honest like this It's great for Rob because Rob's gonna lie and cheat and do whatever it takes to win and being honest all the time Will hurt Dave in this game. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah um, Rob is uh, I think too bold with his uh, his line and cheating to win to start Survivor. this early Yeah, mm -hmm. he, just right off the bat. He's like <laughs> He's being, a, he's being a little mischievous, a little imp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan's going to apologize to the team if he was the one who blew it, but he tells us that Dan was really the one that uh, was worse on the balance beam. I think they both sucked. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was hard to tell who was actually bringing the other down. Yeah. And Roger wants Ryan out, though, and Dave doesn't because he's actually from the same hometown as... Yeah as uh as ryan and so he's not gonna vote against ryan you can't vote him out you know that's no. just that's a code everybody knows that mm -hmm. you wouldn't even vote off the guy from only yeah only. <laughs> it's not even the same one right any only people i'm like yeah, yeah. keep these guys in there. <laughs> yeah so the counter alliance is going to be matthew dan and ryan and they are going to go against roger this is like their one chance they feel like roger's leading this other coalition and they need to break it up yeah. and they each need rob on their side to vote with them uh, especially because uh they don't know this but dave isn't going to vote ryan so there's only four votes for ryan with rob so rob can easily swing it either way and and, right. and he has a conversation with both sides he says ryan is fun but he's loud and abrasive and self-centered but he tells ryan like Game set match. I'm voting with you, Roger. It's done. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Oh. They do like the fist bump thing, like the, you know, fist down, fist up, and then fist straight on. So cool. It's a great handshake. Brandon and I do that before and after every time we. Every record. time, yeah. Uh, I do have a handshake with one of my friends from back home, so I know I know what it's like yeah. to to have something like this. It it uh it's gotta hurt Ryan that Rob doesn't end up going with them Oof. after they did their their fist bumps. It's more binding than a pink uh, than a pinky swear. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. yeah, 
And uh, it's 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 funny in this scene. You called it out while we were watching it that like Rob and Ryan walk away in opposite directions. Yeah. And then Ryan like stops and like starts <laughs> walking the other way. And it's like either Ryan's an idiot and is walking the wrong way, or the camera people were like, okay, like pretend like you're walking somewhere else. Oh. And then, I didn't think it was that, that at all. I think he was. Right now, they're probably more self-conscious or more conscious of the cameras than, than normal. Because and, it's early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you kind of are like, oh, how does this look? I want to look cool in this scene. All right. We we said goodbye, so I have to walk away. And yeah. he was like, oh, shoot, the, the camp is in this direction. <laughs> and then he noticed the cameras are still there and watching him. So he like smiles and it's like, okay, you got to go this way. Because there's no way they would leave that in the edit if, it, if they weren't like, ah, what a, what a dummy. <laughs> what a dumb dumb. Yeah, I will say, uh, I forgot how funny it is to watch Ryan in this episode. Like, he... He totally deserves to be the first person voted off. He's just such a goofball. And he just doesn't really get anything right in this episode, even like walking back to camp, if that's what he's doing <laughs> in that scene. It's very funny. It is. Yeah. And then uh, Rob gets talked to by Roger, and uh, I, I forget who else is there, maybe Butch or Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're going to say, okay, I want Ryan gone. And he says, okay, as long as everybody agrees on that. I think Butch might be there. Uh, it says, as long as everybody agrees on that, Roger says, yep, everybody agrees on it. And Rob's going to give us this confessional before they go to tribal council. Privately, Ryan has asked me to vote with him to get rid of Roger. And Roger has asked me to vote with him to get rid of Ryan. And I've told them both that I will do what they want. He's so proud of himself. Yeah. This guy, yeah, he's not going to win. He's, he's, he's like Silas. He's just like, yeah, I'm playing the game, baby. <laughs> That's a great comparison <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Like, there's no point to doing this. I don't think this helps at all. Probably not. It's probably too early to be worried about, like, trying to blindside Ryan. Because, like, what can Ryan really do if he knows he's going? Yeah. So, it's just like, let me see that back so I can stab it. Not that I needed to. I think maybe the only thing he could do if he knows that Dave is voting for Dan, mm-hmm. then he could say, hey, you should actually vote with us against Roger because it then it would be 4-4. Right. And then they could do like some sort of tiebreaker or whatever. So maybe that's the only thing that Rob's worried about. Or maybe he's just doing it He's just doing this because it's gonna be good for TV. I don't know. I don't. I think when you get out there, like you start to get a little cocky, and you're like, yeah. "Oh man, I actually can affect the game. I can lie to people." Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm, "I'm, I'm, such, I'm so good at Survivor, man." Yeah, he had no idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know a ton about like the backgrounds of these people, but Rob's clearly somebody who like watches the show yeah and like knows what he's doing or knows what he or thinks he knows what he's doing it's great tv yeah i'll give him that yeah so we go to tribal and uh jeff is you know giving the guys some crap for being there uh you know it must be humbling roger's like it is humbling but like you know we thought they would beat us mentally but actually they beat us on something physical jeff's gonna say they beat you all around (laughs) uh which roger says like okay and to me i'm like they lost because of the balance beam. Like, that's the main thing. Like, they got the first puzzle done 
very quickly. The women took forever on yeah. the decoder. But they were worse on the second. They were puzzle. worse on the second puzzle if the edit, like we don't know. That's true. I think the puzzles, they were probably, if, if that's true, then one puzzle they won and one puzzle they lost. I don't know. So. Jeff, uh, you know, he, he's not seeing the edit yet. He doesn't know how it's going to, he just knows what he saw. He just knows what he saw. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, they, I wouldn't say they beat them on the puzzles, but right. they didn't lose them. They didn't them lose them. The no, no, completely fair. Yeah. Um, and he calls out Dan saying like on the boat or at the beginning that they would never lose. And he's like, you know, we were overconfident and you know, we will go back better. And it doesn't like they won the battle, but they haven't won the war that those kinds of things. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I don't know who said this, but it's proof today that the women want, I think um, maybe Alex said this, that like, given that it's women versus men, like it makes the women want to win even more than they might have if it was just a mixed gender uh, tribes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there might be truth to that in that they're not underestimating their their enemy, right. so to speak. And yeah, I think that's just that will just help you if you don't go into any competition with like, yeah, I'll destroy them. Right. Just go with like they might be pretty good, so we got to put on like our game faces here. Yeah, I've never really in a in a competition setting if yeah. you go in and you just think you're gonna like blow somebody out yeah. like it can often go very poorly for you yeah. like it's it's always good to keep like the edge right. um <clears throat> then jeff is going to just bait them and ask them like who on the women tribe catches their eyes and uh this is funny because like he's gonna give them crap for talking about the girls at the yeah. end of this segment but like he's the one who brought it up yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he did it in a, like a coy way, but it's like, okay, we know what you're asking here, Jeff. Yeah. But to be fair to Jeff, they were doing this at camp without Jeff's prompting anyway. Yeah, so. he was just talking about what they've already been talking right. about. So, you know, uh, Ryan is going to open us up and says, all of the women have unique qualities. Uh, some of them have more unique qualities than others, <laughs> which is just like... Come on, <laughs> It's so funny just watching Ryan's demise. He's just such a goof. That is goofy. <laughs> I feel like when he was when he started that answer, it was like at, it was like a serious answer. It too. was, and Jeff though can't even keep his like host face on. He just he's laughing the laughing. whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "You're kidding me with this guy. Like, who invited this guy to my game?" Uh. <laughs> It's oh, so man. fun. We'll see. Maybe we'll see his uh, audition tape. One yeah. Of these <laughs> <clears throat> then uh, the first three people that they go to say that they like Shauna the most. Dan, uh, Dave says that he liked her ski hat. It's badass. Mm. And then, uh, <laughs> then I think th then we get into the Heidi situation where like Rob says that he likes Heidi the most. Yeah. And Dan says, you know, Rob loves Heidi, and Rob's like. Love is a strong word, given that I've never spoken to her before. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's some, some maturity. Yeah. It's interesting that they can, like, call out their names and stuff when I just watched a whole episode with them, and I, I couldn't tell you who those people were at all. It's three days, though, whereas for us, it's, like, an hour and a half. But they only see them, like, twice, right? Only see them twice, but, they, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can ask production, like, what's the name of the person? Maybe, because it's probably a better show if they know their names. Yeah. 
because we see their names on the bottom when they're talked about. So if they're like, oh, I like the person huh. who was wearing like yeah. the pink, that we might be like, I don't know who was wearing pink. A, but we true. are introduced to their names in the episode. So that's mm-hmm. probably why. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the votes. There it is. We get a lot of confessionals, actually, of the, of the votes this yeah. time. Matthew votes for Roger. He gives me so much advice, it really irritates me. That sounds like, like a, a good quality to have. Though. Giving so giving much advice. advice. Mm, I think it's like, it's not advice. It's like so he's telling just, me what to do. He's putting it in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. Because um, Ma- Matthew's like in his 30s, so he mm. probably doesn't really need like the, ma- the older man to... He knows everything. Once yeah. you're in your 30s, yeah. I'm 29, but I hear that oh once gosh. you hit your 30s, you know everything. Brandon, when you hit your 30s, we won't have to add stuff to the looking things up episode anymore you'll just just know know it it. i'll just know it all uh ryan votes for roger my advice to you is uh don't hunt what you can't kill ironic because he did uh proverbially kill him in this episode yeah uh butch votes for ryan i think you're a pretty good boy the only problem is that you're still a boy sometimes silence is golden Yeah. I loved that. That is that's so funny coming from Butch. Just like, I think you're a pretty good boy. <laughs> the middle school principal. Silence is golden. That's He's probably also got a poster that says that. Should have yeah. brought that one. Oh my gosh, for real. Uh, Dave votes for Dan, not Ryan. He says, I didn't like the attitude at the immunity challenge today, and I didn't like the way it reflected upon the team. Whoa. Yeah. Let's read the votes. We don't know who Rob voted for. Yeah. We've got a vote for Ryan, a vote for Roger, a vote for Dan, one vote each. Then a vote for Ryan, a vote for Roger, a vote for Ryan, a vote for Roger, and then the final vote is for Ryan. Wow. Ryan's out. Yeah. The model. That, that just like that, and he is dumbfounded. He's, yeah. He sits there with his mouth open, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Is that me, Ryan? <laughs> Did you mean a different Ryan? <laughs> there must be some mistake. Yeah. Roger, that's a that's an unfortunate way to start out the season, though. Getting that many votes against you. Uh oh, to still be in the game. Yeah, yeah, to get three votes. I guess he Ryan's vote is one of them. So he got two other people on this tribe voted for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah? You don't want to start that way. No. You want it to be a nice, clean seven to one vote. Yeah. But that is not the case. No. Rob tricked him. Told him he was gonna vote for Roger, but he voted for Ryan. Uh, that trickster. He had to trick somebody, though. Jeff tells them it's it, you know it's concerning that you lost, but it's more concerning that it seems like you're super divided. Mm. And I think that's that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like you can lose and be still unified, but they're clearly not unified. Mm. Uh, they some of them like Shauna, some of them like Heidi. Yeah. I think Pick that's probably girl. what he's talking about. Pick one girl to like, yeah. and uh, you know maybe the team will be unified in their vision and direction. Yeah. Here's what Ryan says as his final words. It's actually a long final words. Well, guys, here we are. I guess when I knew I did Survivor, I knew I was in for the biggest challenge of my life. And uh, I definitely got what I came in for, and I definitely got what I expected. Um, I learned a lot, though. I learned how to make shelter. And more importantly, I learned a lot about myself and uh, how I perceive others and how they perceive me. You know, I thought I'd be mad, but for the first time, I just I really put things in perspective. and. It was a great journey. I had a lot of fun. I wish you guys all the best. So good luck to the winner, and uh, we'll see you around soon. And uh, God bless. Good luck to the winner. 
Yeah. That's it. I mean, by definition, I, I think they will have some good luck. I think so. They can't control that part, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's cool that he received it with some, some grace there, and he was positive, and uh, it, it kind of makes me think, though. Is Ryan the youngest person to get voted off first that we've seen so far? Oh, boy. Putting me on the spot here. Uh, let's see. Yet. We had Sonia, definitely older than Ryan. I would say so. We had Deb, definitely older than yep. Ryan. We had uh, 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 Diane, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, definitely older than mm -hmm. Ryan. We had season four, Peter. we had Peter, definitely yeah. older than Ryan. And then season five, we had uh, we had Pastor John, yeah. definitely older than Ryan. So yeah, Ryan, I think he's yeah. significantly younger than yeah. everybody. It, yeah. it was It's almost surprising in that way because it feels like historically you get a free ticket if you're like, like a young in guy. Your low 20s. Right. And yeah, and it's the first episode on Survivor. Not but here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the, I guess stereotypical people from this tribe would be like Butch or Roger mm -hmm. to be voted off. But I, I don't like, I mean, Roger was one of the people that they voted off or that they voted for. So I guess like to that point, like he was in the running. But I mean, I don't know. I think, I think just watching this episode back, especially yeah. like talking about it after I like, see it in context yeah. of Ryan being voted off. It's like, man, this dude, he made he so many mistakes. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he needed a try with some women and he would have done great. He probably would have won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he even said that. So. He said in his final words, like, I definitely got what I like expected or whatever. And I'm like, but you totally didn't expect to get voted off first. Yeah. So I don't know. I've never seen someone more surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next time, they're going to get a storm that hits both tribes. The men stay dry, but the women get drenched. And there's a shocking discovery at Jabaru. What is it? Is it beef jerky? I don't know. It might be. <laughs> Kel's beef jerky. <laughs> we found it. It, it. it might be a spoiler, but the next episode's title is Return of the Jerky. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> it's Brandon. Not. <laughs> I really thought he was... Telling the truth there. <laughs> Episode two, Return of the Jerky. I mean, I would have just assumed that somebody else <laughs> snuck in jerky, which would be so funny. <laughs> That's just like what you do. You sneak in something. It can't be any food other than jerky. Other than jerky. Yeah. Um, well, we've talked about all of episode one, our yeah. first 90-minute premiere. Great episode. It, it was fun. Fun to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully the guys can get their act together and stop saying, like... I don't know, saying these things about how the women aren't doing very well. I hope they lose a couple more times. To <laughs> Humble really, them a little yeah. more. Yeah. So I think the time has come to, hopefully you know these uh, people now. Yeah. Uh, very much more than when we started this episode. Yep. And you're ready to define the winner. Yeah. Do you have, take take me through your thought process. Like, sure. Who Who's in the running? Yeah, I mean, I think... I've got a couple strong contenders and a couple people that I like, and those okay. are unfortunately separate. Yes. So I really like Christy, and mm -hmm. I really like Butch, mm -hmm. just because their personalities kind of stand out. Believe in yourself. And yeah, and Butch is like super positive, and yeah. he's like, he's more of like a dad, and the others are just more like good little boys. <laughs> um, and Christy, obviously, just like, I don't know, I think it's really brave of her to go out there. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I don't really know that much about her, but she does seem really likable. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't know. 
does she have that much of a chance? Like, maybe. I could see her winning. I really yeah. could. Um, but from the information I have in this episode, I think the strongest people on either tribe are, are Roger on... Um, sorry, I need help with the pronunciation. Tombaki. Tombaki. Mm-hmm. On Tombaki. And then Dina on Jabaru. Okay. And if I'm going to pick one, I just feel like Dina with the group that she's in is more likely to be singled out. And I feel like Roger has a good chance of like taking a more lowered leadership level. I see. So like, you know, not completely like bossing everyone around, but Mm -hmm. still like respected as like a leader. Right. And I feel like, I don't know, it's hard because every group of people is different. Every season requires a different strategy, but I have seen that be effective. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm just looking at the last season and I'm thinking maybe he could be more of a Brian where he's like sure. everyone he's like the guy that nobody wants to vote off because he's like well it's well it's Brian you can't vote him off mm-hmm. and no one even tries to so I'm hoping that Roger not I hope Roger wins I want it to be secretly in my heart Christy or, or Butch but okay. uh, but, but Roger's pick, my pick your pick is my Roger. prediction and so is Dina your backup pick or is there somebody else that is your backup? Mm. Like, because you mentioned, um, and I think this is like, I think that what you've said about the reason for uh, Dina maybe not having as much of a chance as Roger is yeah. that on the tribe of women, Dina's like quote unquote bossiness might be more apparent than if Roger is bossy quote unquote on a tribe of men. Yeah. But does that mean that you feel like Dina? won't go far in the game i think she'll do okay okay yeah i if i if i'm picking a second i'm gonna say christy though okay i just feel like um i feel like she's going to we're gonna see it pan out um we're gonna see her be liked on her team yeah i think we'll see that and we won't see people have really much reason to vote her off yeah i don't know so she's my second okay We've got the Roger Christie dynamic <laughs> duo that uh, that that we need. So yeah. thank you for bringing that into into this uh, this our our Scout Survivor Survivor universe has a new winner pick, yeah. a new backup. You've had good success with the backups. So is this your strategy that <laughs> you picked the backup twice in a row? No. That now Christie is your backup, yeah. so that you are like making sure that she wins by picking her as your backup. Maybe it is. Yeah. I would. I would rather. It's your see subconscious her strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, I think that just about does it for our coverage of uh, the premiere of Survivor: The Amazon. Uh, we're excited to have this new cast of people to talk about. They had their their share of, of cringy moments in this, but a different kind of cringe than yeah. uh, than the Thailand cringe. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's always good. Don't go back to the Thailand cringe. We, we'll stay in this Magic 8-Ball cringe uh, as long <laughs> as we can. So, yeah, we'll see what happens next time. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you. For joining us for another season. Uh, it's so fun that we get to keep doing this, this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, you know five seasons down and, and many to go and and we're just getting getting started on season six follow us over on twitter at ss survivor pod we have an, a, a new logo there uh once once this season uh starts rolling out the episode yeah. so hopefully you've seen that and enjoyed that i new just logo. saw it i enjoyed it it's pretty cool uh and uh until then uh you can rate us give us some stars on spotify 
And uh, I think that's everything. And until then, we'll see you here next time. Take care. See ya.